0: And we are live on Sunday night. We should be live. Let me look here. Um, And we are Waiting, waiting, waiting. Good evening, lunatics, and welcome to another fun-filled episode of the Blue Ribbon Podcast. It's episode 177. I've been working on trucks all day, so I got my ass bowled for about five hours today, so I'm running about half a tank. Uh, I promise you I'm not in anywhere near as bad shape as I was At the hotel the other night, but I am hanging by a thread. So if I put my head down on this microphone and go sleep, y'all just leave me alone. Um, Well, we so so before we get into you know we'll we'll bring in our sponsors and all that stuff later. But the the tales that we have to tell y'all this week because we were supposed to have a kind of a special episode. I was thinking about bringing Blue Ribbon Drivers on here. Uh, Because Larry was leaving Tuesday morning to fly to Reno to go to BCO days, and he was going to be getting back today, right? No, yesterday. Yesterday. Saturday, yeah. Oh, you're right. This is Sunday. This is Sunday. So Larry was going to be unavailable for the podcast. So I'm thinking, scrambling around, what am I going to do? And I thought, well, you know, I'll bring the drivers in. And what was it, Wednesday? He called me. He says you'll never no,
1: it. I think it was Thursday when I called you. Was it? I think so.
0: Yeah, cuz Wednesday
1: I hadn't I was still dealing with it. Wednesday.
0: Yeah, so Thursday he calls me and he says, "Well, you tried to fly on Tuesday or you flew on Tuesday." Correct. Yeah. I so spent was, the night in Chicago on right. Tuesday night. So, it was Wednesday. <clears throat> I I I'm, I'm I'm completely confident in my belief that Larry Long is in Reno and he's rubbing elbows with the landstar royalty. He's <laughs> he's kicking ass and taking names. He's fighting people about 1099. You know, he's probably been in a fist fight at this point over a 1099. <laughs> um, you know, drink uh, consume copious amounts of bourbon, right? Yeah. He says you'll I never would, believe where I be, am. That would have been a case, yeah. And yeah. and given That'd that information me. when he says you'll never believe where I am, I'm thinking I, I probably don't want to know the answer to this question. He said, "I'm in a <laughs> rental car on my way back home from Cincinnati from from Chicago. Oh, Chicago. Yeah. So why don't you take it away and and because uh, so there was no Reno trip. Larry did not go to Reno. He did not. I, Lane I, I Star chose royalty. not to
1: go um, because you know, I was going to get there
0: with about four hours
1: left of BCO days, and so I saw no reason to go. So I uh, canceled... Uh, well, let me tell you the whole story. So I'm, I'm flying out of Cincinnati. I dro- drove to Cincinnati, and I took a flight from Cincinnati to Chicago. And then I was going to do a Chicago to, to Reno. Well, my flight to, from Cincinnati to Chicago was three and a half hours late, which obviously made my uh, connection in Chicago not happen. And there's only two flights a day to Reno from Chicago, evidently. And so... Um, seeing that in Cincinnati, we went ahead and I, I went to the customer service desk and we went ahead and we, we, they moved me to an American airlines flight that would get me to Reno at like nine o'clock in the morning, which that was fine with that. that what would, that what was
0: it? What was the name of that desk again?
1: <laughs> it was actually, you yeah, know, it was the customer service desk. Yes. Yes. Customer, customer, uh, relations or something to that effect. And of course, you know, there's a, I mean, I I don't know what happened. And this was long before Labor Day. now. this was like Tuesday. So it wasn't Labor Day. It wasn't all this mess. But anyway, so they, they, they're like, okay, well we'll help you get booked on another flight. And dah, 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 dah. so they put me on American Airlines flight. I was flying United, by the way. And um, put me on American. So I walk. And you know, I, it, y'all been to ORD, or O'Hare. I mean, I'm in one terminal. And of course, the American Airlines terminal is, you know, 10 miles away. So, I go all the way over to the American Airlines terminal and check in with my United stuff and explain this situation. And I look up and their flight is four hours delayed. And I'm like, well, that's not going to help me at all. You know? So I didn't even check in. I didn't even check in. So I went back to the United counter 10 miles this way. I tell them, I said, look, there's no sense me taking the American, American Airlines flight. It's going to get there after yours is, you know? So there's just no sense. So there's nothing can be done that night. So, they, I went ahead and got on the the, the flight to Chicago. Get to Chicago, I don't know, really, really late, and um, and I, 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 I was, I concerned myself about that American Airlines thing in my baggage. Okay, and I said, well, well, did you know how I know that my bags are not on that American Airlines? So, no, no, we will take care of that for you. We, not a problem here. And here's, the, you can just hold on to this receipt. And so they sent me to a hotel. I have to get up at 2.30 in the morning in order to be there for a 5 o'clock flight uh, to Reno. And I was going to get there and, and be there like around 9 o'clock or so, local time. And I get over there and that flight's canceled. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So I'm you know, trying to do everything I can to find a flight to get to Reno. And it just doesn't exist. I mean, I, I could get there, but I can't get there in time to for it to be worth the trip. And so I said, look, screw it. I'm just going to rent a car. I'm going to drive. Well, I'll try to get a flight back home. I couldn't even get a flight back home until midnight that night. Okay, and I had to go to Dallas and then from Dallas back to Kentucky. And I'm like, hell, I can drive home in five hours. <laughs> God so, Almighty! So I go rent a car and I drive home. And I'm driving home and I'm thinking about my bags and everything because I nobody knows where they are. So before I left O'Hare, I had to file a claim for my luggage. Okay. Because nobody knows where, they, nobody can tell me where it is at all. Because United says this with American Air, American Airlines. American says, well, you never checked in here. You're not an American uh, Airlines customer, or, or um, not customer, but um, uh, what the hell, a passenger. Uh, you're a United passenger. I'm like, oh, this is not going to end up well. So I get all the way home. I stop. i, I anticipating this. I stop at the Cincinnati airport on my way home. To just check on my shit, okay? And I did find a guy there that wanted to be helpful. He tried his best to be helpful, but unfortunately, everything that came out of his mouth was a lie, you know. So, it, as, much, as much as he wanted to help me, he just could not help himself. So he files his claim for me, and he goes, "Well, look, you know, we'll put this claim in, and you check back in, uh, you know, a, a couple hours, and check back tomorrow. If, you're, if you have anything today, check back tomorrow." And the, and I have this whole tracking thing. Well, the tracking thing was useless. It the only thing, the only place my luggage was scanned was in was in Cincinnati. It never never was scanned anywhere else. So I'm like, ah, this is not going to work out very good. So I come on home. To the next day, I call. Next morning, I call, and I'm like, hey, I've got this situation where I've got a United bag receipt, but I know for a fact that the, the luggage got sent to American Airlines and you and we don't know what know what happened yet, and I kept persisting i said what you know why don't we get a hold of is there american airlines equivalent of you in reno oh yeah 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 well can we call them maybe and just just for the just for the giggles and shits well i'll put you on hold and i'll call them okay so i said okay good so she calls them and she comes back on she goes, well guess what your bag was scanned at 501 a.m yesterday morning in reno and they have your bag I'm like, well, that's fa- that's fantastic. I have a question. How could you get my bag there at five oh one and not get my me? Well, she couldn't answer that. You know? <laughs> Obviously, that was way above her pay grade. Yeah, it's funny how my bags got to Reno and, and and on and basically on time, but I could not. So, um, so anyway, um, she, I said, well, how can I get them here? Well, we, we'll put them on an on a rush uh, order and we'll get them. Sent back to uh, where you left from. I said, "Well, let me ask you a question. I had to drive 80 miles to get there. Can you just send them to the airport in my town, Lex?" She goes, "Yeah, yeah, we can do that. We'll send them to Lex, no problem." She took all the information out. So this was like Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thursday. So uh, every day I get this text from United saying, "We're, you know, we're de- we're desperately looking for your bags. Da 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 We'll let you know when since we find them." So today, just out of the just out of out, just on a hunch, I thought, you know what? I'm going to go over to the airport. So I go over there today, and the United <coughs> counters there, and I explain to them. They're like, "Well, we don't we don't know where your bags are. You know, we just we just don't know where they are yet. I mean, you know, just we'll we'll let you know when we find them." <clears throat> I'm thinking to myself, "Okay." I look down there by the baggage, and there's a there's a United and a Delta and American Airlines customer baggage assistance desk. Mm. Customer bag, yeah. So I go to the American Airlines I explain this whole thing, okay? And she's looking to me like, are you crazy? You know, you're looking for a, a bag that was checked in at United, at the American. I said, just trust me when I tell you this. It was scanned in Reno at 5.01 a.m. on Wednesday morning. I can promise you that. It, it's, it's in your system somewhere. So she looks and looks and looks and looks and looks, and looks and she can't find it. Now, you know, I'm, I'm, before I went redneck, I just said, I have a question. Okay, do you store these bags in, in like a, 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 a room or something? She goes, "Yeah, it's right here." I said, "Do you mind if I look in there?" She goes, "No, no, no." She opened the door, and the first thing I saw was my bag sitting there, and it had a rush <laughs> and it had a rush tag on it. I wish I brought the tag. In. I do have the tag. I do have the tag.
0: <clears throat> That's awesome. <laughs> rush. Does it? Does that say? That rush says one hundred percent. That absolutely so, says rush.
1: So I, this whole process, I had to do the work for everyone. Now, I, I, I left out some, some little details here because there was a lot of people that were, dis, that, that were displaced by this, you know, three and a half hours late because the plane the flame was full and everybody missed their flight. So everything that I was told from anybody behind a desk that said customer assistance or customer service or customer this, not one thing that I was told ended up to be true. Not one thing. Mm -hmm. all the way up to today. You know, not one thing did customer service ever do. I'm the one that found this bag. If it weren't for me, this bag would be in Reno somewhere, and I would never see it again. But I solved every every problem problem for United Airlines, for American Airlines in four places.
0: I'm (laughs) convinced that had you not gone into that room, your bag would have ended up at that place in Alabama that unclean baggage <laughs> and there'd be some or, home, there'd be some homeless or guy, guy
1: or that guy in the Biden administration that wears uh, a red yeah, lipstick. That,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, the, the, you know, <laughs> they'd there, be some homeless guy wearing blue ribbon polo shirts, you know? Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, they asked me what was in it. They, is there anything valuable in it? He goes, well, not really. You know, just a pair of shoes and, you know, belts and pants and shirts and toiletries. I mean, anything that was really valuable I had in my, in my carry on, you know? Right. And I'll tell you something else. I never check baggage, never, but I knew I had this long layover and I didn't want to screw with them. And so I thought, you know what, I'm just going to check them and not have to deal with it. Well, I'll never do that again. Yeah. <laughs> um, I learned that lesson. But, but I said, there is one thing in there that I can't replace. I said, my blue ribbon logo shirts, we do a different one every year and all of mine are in there and I'll have a hell of a time replacing those. So, but anyway, I ended up getting them back today. So.
0: Well, that's kind of oh, our theme is it, it here is is talking about customer service or, or lack thereof. Now, one place you don't have to worry about <laughs> customer service is Pittsburgh Power. <clears throat> we call that a segue in the business. Um, <laughs> is that what we do? Yeah, um, <laughs> we we've been sponsored by Pittsburgh Power for over a year now, and uh, we're, we're 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 glad to have a great partner uh, like them. Uh, we're stocking distributors of the Mike's Mileage Fuel Catalyst. And uh, OPS, oil purification system, which I installed my first one. Just did a TikTok about it the other day. Um, you know, a little less scary than I, than I kind of thought it was going to be. A um, little time-consuming, but, but not too bad. And if I can do it, anybody can do it. Um, so shout-out to Pittsburgh Power. Uh, listen, if you, if you have an issue that nobody else can find – um, and you you know you can't go to Carl Bonecutter, um, You go to you go to Pittsburgh Power. I mean they've they've got um, they've got electrical engineers on staff. And if you know if you have a if you have a, biz- a bizarre problem, uh, they can certainly find it and fix it. And we're going to be taking a truck up there. Well we were going to be taking the truck up there until the driver called me the other day and it was on fire. <laughs> so, yeah. that, and that's another reason why we didn't have a podcast Friday night because right. by the time I got up there and got that truck picked up and I started doing the math and my trip plan and I wasn't going to land till 10, 1030. So I stumbled in yeah. the door about 11 o'clock Friday night. So, uh, wow, it's been a week. Yeah, it was a, it's been a rough week, you know? Um,
1: a lot's going on this week. Oh, very much. We had. I can't even
0: remember all the details now. But well, we had we had one. So we've been chasing on what we thought was an oil cooler issue, uh, getting oil in the coolant, and um, changed the cooler, and then it did it again, and then we confirmed a bad cooler, which you know parts being bad out of the box. That, that anything like that ain't ever happened, right? Well, it did it for a third time. The third time no more coincidences so i talked to our our engine guru down in florida and he said he thinks we probably got a cracked liner and, it, and even a possibility that the combustion pressure is getting into the oil system and blowing the coolers up so you know so that truck's gonna need a motor so i'm gonna get to tow it to jacksonville here for a long um
1: just so think yeah of all, just think of all the money we've saved already by buying this toter dude it's, it's in the thousands of dollars. Oh, absolutely. Thousands. After paying for it, it's still in the thousands of dollars.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> Definitely the best purchase we've ever made. And yeah, it absolutely is. Absolutely <sighs> is. Well, we got some questions
1: here if you want to take some. Yeah, of let's them. see here. Uh, YouTube, we got uh, here's one. Rodney. Any opinions on a 97 kwt 2000 C12 motor? Well, that's not the great. 18 speed with 293 gears. I would mm-hmm. well, I would
0: I would double triple confirm those gear ratios because back in the late 90s nobody not even Schneider was doing 293s. Um my concern that would would that that would be a 393. Um Yeah. I mean it could be, but in order to run a 293 you're going to have to have a direct drive direct 18 drive, speed. Right. Hell, yeah, you I need don't to even, know more
1: about this transmission. You need, need, need to know if it, what the final drive ratio is, yeah. or you need to get the model number where well, we can find out. And with it being a 97, you need to make sure it's not been swapped out because that could have been changed. Yeah. The um, C12. The C12, You, know, the, the C-12, I, you know, we're not crazy about that. But.
0: Well, and, and listen, I'm going to confirm that too because in 97, the C's hadn't even come out yet. That should be a thirty four oh six e. Should be a thirty four oh six z. Exactly right. Yeah. Because um, the six n z, the c twelve, c fifteen, c sixteen. I don't even think they rolled out until two thousand. Because the isx, I think, came out in two thousand. So yeah. there's just for me, I drove some t two thousands. They were they're really good riding trucks. I think yeah. I drove a ninety seven t two thousand at. at at the us express. Well I mean, it's
1: aerodynamic that 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 part of it's fine. I just I'm like I say I'm a little confused about some of the other specs.
0: Yeah a lot of a uh-huh. lot of question marks there because if somebody transplanted a C twelve in for a 3406 my first question is why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> why? Um yeah and a, and I thought I could be completely wrong about this. I thought the C twelve was an emission motor. Am I making that up? Uh, no, I think C-13 is the emission motor. No, they didn't have a C-13. Well, let me go
1: to the book of knowledge.
0: Yeah, they did too. Cater- well, I mean, they had... I don't know.
1: I'm not a cat guy. I'm not a cat guy. You're asking right. the wrong guy. Right. Well, they did not have
0: of, so. Caterpillar. <clears throat> they had the C-12, the C-15 commercial. Our C-12 well, you know engine's we good. We can we can consult the book of knowledge right here. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Um, Rocky's in here somewhere. Um uh, okay. Buster said he had a C thirteen. Um I thought the yeah, C thirteen. C twelve A CERT. Um twelve valve cylinder engine. Well, anyway, I, I've just I have never heard of a truck that
1: old having the A cert was a two thousand four model year. That was the first EGR right cab. but the C, c12 C13 when did e, uh c13 came out
0: uh, but the C's came came out in like 2000 because that's when the 6 nz late 99 maybe um
1: uh 346 e it, it was nine, the 99s of last year the last year they made the, the 346E. okay
0: See that that a 97 can worth anything should have a 3406. Or what's that other one? Uh,
1: okay, here we go. Six N Z was ninety-eight to two thousand two. Nine N Z or C fifteen was ninety-eight to two thousand two. The bridge was ninety-eight two thousand two, and the C fifteen ACERT was ninety-eight two thousand two.
0: Okay. So yeah, unless that was a late Ninety-seven that maybe could have got an early C twelve, you know. But again, I, I I'm st- Rodney. I'm still going to go to Freightliner is the easiest to work on, the easiest to find parts for, the most economical if you're buying your first truck. Now, yeah. I know I've, I've, Rodney's been in our comment section for a long time, so I can't remember all his details, um, but. I'm probably going to go away from um away from that I'm gonna pass yeah gonna uh Sh- Shaawaza Ali do I need do I need insurance before I go buy my first truck um yes
1: well yeah, well two two things there's two kinds of insurance you you have to ha- you I mean you you it's a it's a you have to have liability I mean there's there's no option there you can't drive any kind of vehicle without liability insurance. Right, If you're not financing it and you don't owe anybody money, you don't have to have physical damage on it because you're, you're taking a risk there. But if you borrow money against it, you've got to have that too. But you do have to have um, unladen liability, bobtail insurance, mm-hmm. uh, to legally drive the truck anywhere.
0: So, But a lot of times it's, it's difficult to get... The bobtail physical damage, unless you're leased to a carrier, the insurance carrier is going to want you to show them that you've been qualified by someone. Um, now, you know, when you come to Landstar and you qualify the truck and get it in the system, once it's in the system, it's insured. Um, yeah. One
1: of the reasons why I buy the totors is this very thing because it's such a pain in the ass to find insurance yeah. on a vehicle that, that you don't, you know, that you don't have licensed or, or a tag on it. And, um, with the toter, we can just haul it. We don't have to drive it. So that's part of the reason, probably 50% of the reason why we bought the toter. Um, but there are a couple of companies out there. Um, somebody, somebody on one of the, one of the, uh, other shows, um, mentioned a company. Uh, I also know that if, if you, if you're, a, I don't, I'll not say be dishonest, but if you go to progressive and sign up for a year, you can do it. And then you can always cancel at any time. I didn't, you yeah. take I didn't say you didn't need to do that, but but you take that for what it's worth. So
0: um he has a follow up. Can I buy a truck when prices are low? Sure. Keep working for the company I work for and not use it till the market is good. Sure. Yeah, sure absolutely. You can. You just have a place to have to uh, have a place to put it. Yeah. Uh heaven, Lunatic Airlines with Richie Matthews as the head flight attendant. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> flight attendant? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, Richie doesn't wear short enough skirts for that. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, gosh. Matthew says, Pittsburgh's a long way from Wyoming. Yeah, well, it is. Uh, but, you know, now Pittsburgh Power does remote tuning. They have a lot of shops over the country. Um, hell, they, they did one for me where they used TeamViewer to log into the Detroit software from the local shop. And he, you know, he was he was looking at my truck as I was driving it down the road. Uh, Leon found a O2 FLD in Utah with a 12.7, 18-speed, 292 rears, liftable front axles, rear stacks, internal air cleaners. Um, That's going to be a good truck, but again, to the practicality, FLDs are a lot harder to find parts for these days. Um, You know, if it's a condo, if it's got full fairings, full skirts, um, you know, the aerodynamics, it's not like a classic. But it just comes back to the practicality of trying to find parts for an FLD. It's not that you can't find parts, but generally think about it. When we're looking for parts, we're usually in a pickle, you know. Um, and so I would – that, that's why I stick with the C120 platform, the Columbian Century. Um, they made those up through 20, 2020, 21 as gliders, so all of the body parts, um, you know, are not hard to come by. Yeah. Uh, well, we, you know, there's a, there's a CMC
1: friend of mine, Jackie Wormley, who's in the Facebook group and she literally just bought, a, a, she had so much trouble getting parts for her FLD. She bought an, she bought a newer version of it, you know? So, yeah. and that's the reason why she couldn't get parts for it. So, yeah. um,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, and, and Rodney, Rodney uh, Rocky brings up good point. Uh, the suspension under that 97 KW could be an absolute deal breaker. Um, there were oh, some yeah. suspensions I mean, that they talking. had back then that are absolute junk, uh, and it's like twelve grand to swap it over. So uh, 10 Count Stories, made an appointment with Jim in Michigan for an MD alignment, told him Larry at Blue Ribbon sent me and said you got to be – Driving a Columbia or Coronado if you're listening to Larry. We all both laughed. (laughs) Matthew says, C12 is to the 31... Oh, here we go. This is what I was looking for. C12 is to the 3176 as what the C15 is to the 3406. Okay. C12 is known as a good engine as long as you rebuild them at 800,000. And C13 is the emission engine.
1: Okay. Thanks for...
0: See, we shouldn't be talking about shit we don't know anything about. I know nothing about cats. Okay, and Rocky said some C-13 in trucks, mostly in the Class A pushers, the motorhomes. I think that's what Kevin had. Kevin has has a C-13 in his motorhome. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, Steve LaPlante, thank you so much for the seminar. Two weeks, it was a great experience. Learned with you both and in the lot with Rocky. The event should be four days long. Cause we have, we have to, m- God, m- thanks, to discuss. Steve. <laughs> listen, Steve, Steve, if you'll pay, that's a, that's a firm hell No. Okay. <laughs> if you'll pay triple, uh, we'll have a four day event.
1: Uh, I don't uh, even know about that. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a week to get over the two days. So, <laughs> uh, well, thank you. Thank you for that. For the, for the, for the compliments. So we enjoyed having you Steve. Enjoy meeting you.
0: Josh's trucking adventures. I've been trying to get our company to use max mileage. We have Packar motors. Yuck. Which are good, but they're having injector issues. Every twenty three to twenty four Picar has said there's a band-aid use injector cleaner. Yuck. Yuck, yuck, yuck. I need to uh I need to step over to the tweeter right quick and see if this thing's actually working. Because we're supposed to be live on the tweeter. On X. Uh Hey, it looks work. like it's working. We are we I are I can't verify that. Well, I can't. It, it it what Chuck it didn't stars. work with a dam last week. <laughs> if there was good bourbon in that
1: bag, I bet you'd have a search posse out. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't pack bourbon in my suitcase, unfortunately.
0: Uh let me see. Let me look over here to TikTok. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who in Jacksonville do you use to rebuild? Guy named Junior. Uh, um, that's how his
1: name the shop though.
0: Yeah. What's so, the name of the shop? Crowder's Fleet Maintenance. Crowder's Fleet, yeah. Um when do y'all think the trucking market is going to fix itself? Like two to three years? No, it's already. No. If you no, look no. at.
1: It's already fixing itself.
0: Craig Fuller this week tweeted uh, a graphic from Sonar um, that showed that May 13th was the bottom. And from the 13th or 14th. But May was the bottom and everything has been trending up. From the rejection, rejection rates are way, yeah. you know, way, you know, it's it, it, everything's looking good. If
1: we could just get fuel to go up, my God, oh, if that yeah. would just, if we could get $6 a gallon of fuel. We, we, we'd we be back. We'd mm-hmm. be back.
0: So. Well, and listen, that, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're talking about masks and shit again. Um, it, ain't, yeah. it ain't going nowhere, but I'm thinking, Hey, bring it on. Why don't y'all go ahead and destroy the economy one more time? And yeah. we will, yeah. we'll be in, we'll be in great shape. I'll, uh, tell you
1: who, I'll tell you who's not going to lock down. Anything that's got Blue Ribbon on the side of it, I that, promise you that. For 100%.
0: We're still locked down the first time.
1: We might have to put a big mask across the grill. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> hilarious. We should do that.
0: <laughs> uh, drone Trucker. I have an 2 International 9200i with an N14 Select Super 10 transmission. I want to upgrade. Um... Well, let me remind myself what a ninety two hundred I looks like. I don't see this comment. Where are you? Uh, at? It's on TikTok. Oh, I see it. Okay, okay, okay. Well, no, that's a that's a good truck. Now, it might be a flat top or something. Um, you know, the Select is great. That's a gets that's the motor. Okay, the N fourteen is great. Uh, I've always heard that you need to run a fast system because they, if you keep the injector super clean, you don't have problems. But the 9200 is a, is a good truck. Now, depending on if it's a flat top or mid roof or something, and you know, you might have some fuel mileage issues there, but um, you know, I, I mean, now's the time. If you want to buy a used truck, they're the, the, the values have come down quite a bit. Uh, but I mean, I would I would run a full con if I'm pulling a van. I would run a full condo ninety two hundred. Um, those and are those are good. Not trucks. crazy about
1: the super ten, but that's just me. Yeah, well,
0: <laughs> and I would I would say if you got a super ten, you probably got three nineties. You know, that's what I'm. That's um, what I'm worried about. So you know, there's 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 a lot more to the specs of that truck that we need to know. El I had a DD fifteen and my CPC four went bad. I couldn't program it. Because it was deleted. Bad decisions. Yep. Yeah, I agree with all that. Look, I, I, look we, I mean, we talk about this all the time. We will not, under any circumstances, delete a big truck. Now, pickup truck, I'll delete that son bitch so fast I'll make your head spin, you know. Uh, but I'm not using it for business. Success in business is about managing risk. Deleting emissions off of a big truck is too risky. It's a short-term solution to to a problem now that can be fixed. Yeah. We we can manage emission systems these days. Um but deleting it is is a is a it's just not a solution. And by the way, you know I'm into all these gearhead YouTubers. And there's a guy down in Florida called JH Diesel. He's uh uh not really high performance he's a diesel shop works on diesel pickup trucks he got, he was on a, a podcast with uh, Cooper Baghetti, And it was just interesting to listen to him tell this story. He said, well, I got my fine. I mean, like, like he was waiting on it in the mail from the EPA. It was $180,000. And he got the fine because he was selling some product. And the reason they knew about him is because they had already raided the people making the product. And, of course, they did deletes. And he said a couple things interesting. One of them was, he said, it used to be we had all these happy customers because a customer would come in and they were having problems with their truck and we would delete it and they would call back and they were so happy and we're getting five more miles per gallon and a truck runs great now. And now that they, they can't do it anymore because of the, of the fine, um, they call, the customer calls like, well, you know, thanks. A truck I mean, it runs, you know. Um, But he's talking about six-month waiting times for V8 diesels, Duramaxes, Power Strokes um, that, I mean, we think we've got it bad. If you have a damn pickup truck and you're trying to to do diesel stuff with it. Um, Another thing interesting he said was when he got into the lawyers and all this stuff with dealing with this EPA stuff, they said, well, your fine's $180,000, but if you pay it in – 90 days it's 12 grand or 20 grand or something like that. And he was like, mm-hmm. "Well, you know, what if I what if I don't do that? Can you you know, can I put the 20 grand on a payment plan?" They're like, "Nope, nope, you've only got a week or two or 3 weeks or whatever it was." And he was like, "Well, what if what if I don't do that?" And they're like, "Oh, well, uh, it could be more." "Well, how much more?" "Well, you don't know." Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just the whole thing is just a complete cluster. Um, and they've been going after these small independent shops, um, and JH is known for doing super high quality work. Um, he's kind of like a Pittsburgh Power kind of place, you know. Um, but here he was just trying to serve his customers, just trying to give them a good outcome um, yeah. with 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 what the you know with what they needed, and he got a hundred eighty thousand dollar fine, you know, for doing it. So. Um, it's crazy. That's why we don't do it. Um, And I got to think about something else along these lines, okay, of of customer service. uh, You know, we hear a lot of complaints from truck drivers uh, about their employment situation, about their ability to earn money, their ability to find loads, their ability to get good rates. And we don't have any of those problems. Our, our average loaded rate per mile for 2023 is $3.34. Okay, so the, the rates hasn't affected us at all. But I was thinking the other day, there's never been a time in my life where my belly started growling and I needed something to eat, and I've never one time thought, you know what? I bet there's a server somewhere that really needs a table to wait on. Let me go out to the restaurant. No, because I don't. I, I'm I'm there to satisfy my hunger. I've never, when I worked in a in a warehouse, and I was preparing a shipment, I never thought, man. Well, why? But I bet some poor truck driver. Just really could use a load. Let's ship this today instead of tomorrow because there might be a truck driver somewhere that needs this load. No. Never thought about the truck driver. Never cared about the truck driver because all I wanted was to move my freight. I just wanted to go sit in a restaurant and a meal. I wanted to go buy something. The, 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 The truck driver mentality that thinks... Oh, I know what sent me down this road. It was a Landstar post the other day. Why do these agents wait till the end of the day to post good loads? Why don't they post them earlier in the day when we can get to them? And I said, because the loads aren't for you. The loads don't exist for you. The customers aren't there for you. It's the other way around. You exist for the company, for the customer. You exist book loads when the loads are available. And if that's at the end of the day, which we call that the four o'clock hustle, when you're in a down rate environment, think about it for a second. Put yourself in the position of the customer. Put yourself in the position of the broker. They're going to hold out all day for the lowest rate that they can, they can move the load for. But if the phone don't ring, those rates will start going up about four o'clock in the evening. We call it the four o'clock hustle. There's people that build entire business models around the four o'clock hustle. They'll sit there all day until right at the last minute, and they'll call and find that broker when they're desperate. And that's when they need to move the load, and that's when they'll give you that extra 300 bucks, 500 bucks, 1000 bucks when they're really, really struggling and hurting for a truck. So when I saw that, I thought, man, this is a great sign that, you know, the four o'clock hustle's been enacted. That That, that means that the capacity has tightened up and and rates are going to improve um uh you know what's this right here i really think landstar cares more about about their agent than the drivers they canceled my load without calling me okay landstar didn't cancel anything nor did the agent the the customer probably canceled that load or the broker found a cheaper truck. I mean, but Landstar is nothing more than a tent. It's a big tent, a payment processing system, if you will, that allows you to run your business any way you want to run it. And it allows agents to run theirs any way they want to run theirs. But you're not owed in business. Doesn't matter if you're a plumber, if you're flipping hamburgers, uh, or if you're operating a truck, you're the servant. You're the guy that goes and makes things happen when someone needs it to happen. But the agents aren't there for you. The agents are there for the customer. Now, they connect you to the customer, but the agents don't exist to serve you. You, They are your customer.
1: <clears throat> and by the way, neither does Landstar. Correct. That that's that's the fallacy with your complaint, is you think that because you're with Landstar that Landstar owes you something, and that's farthest thing from the truth. Only Landstar owes you is what's in that sixty-two page document that you signed, and I promise you nothing. in there's about guaranteeing you a load and it not canceling and 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 that agents are worth more. I, I can I mean, Landstar could care less about whether you're an agent or 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 a bco that's, that that doesn't matter to them they're all cogs in the wheel um just like people that work at the corporate office you know they don't all those things have to work together to make it work there's no one favorite over the other why what would be the reason you know but there's a lot of guys at landstar that think like you um which is why 40% of them fail every year yep um, listen, I 100% believe well, I, I, they canceled. My, I got to say that again. Okay. I just got to say this again. They canceled my load without calling me. It's not your load. My goodness. I, you, you're being mistreated. You know, it's, <laughs> it's awful. you you probably ought to go get you a pacifier.
0: Oh shit. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I, listen, I, I am. I'm a firm believer that when humans are are operating in maximum liberty, they make the best decisions. Because if you're operating at maximum liberty, you understand that there's personal responsibility involved in that, and so you know you can make decisions understanding uh, that you are the one that's going to suffer the consequences for whatever that decision. Um. It's um, when you're in business, you're last. You are last. The customer's first. You're last. Your family's last. You are last. Every, Every other person that you encounter when you're in business, their needs are greater than your needs. (sighs) <sighs> Boy, I could,
1: I could, I could take off on that one, but I, I'm not.
0: I don't feel like Josh's trucking adventures. People forget <clears> that <throat> stupid decisions result result in stupid outcomes. It's a me first mentality. I told guys at the lounge I'll be worth over a million dollars as a company driver, and they looked at me like I was crazy. Listen to Dave Ramsey and you guys, and rates won't be a problem. Um, I, I mean, you know, when I had to call. 3 agents this week. Uh we're on a load and the truck catches on fire. Okay, so now the the truck's sitting on the side of the road on the on the get off ramp. And I we're we had just left the shipper. I mean, we're like an hour into this load. It was a great load, too. 2300 bucks for one day load. It was like f- almost $5 a mile. Well, I can't do anything with a truck that won't run, so I called the agent. Hey, We got a big problem here. Truck's on fire, won't run. We need a repower. So I had the truck towed 12 miles to a truck stop to get it off the side of the road. And then I was going to go up there and get him and bring him back here. But the repower, they hadn't found a repower yet. Okay. So um, that was Thursday, right? So Friday morning, um, I went straight up to cams and I started thrashing on another truck because I knew if they didn't find a repower, we were going to have to repower it ourselves. So I worked about about five hours putting this truck back together and I got the call that we had been repowered. I'm like, okay. So I stopped that, hooked up the toter, drove up there, pick him up, bring him back. But I stayed in constant contact with the other agent that I was for the next load. And I texted her and I said, hey, here's the deal. We're broke down. We're trying to find somebody to repower this load. It's going to friggin' it pays great, but it's going to nowhere, Wisconsin. And I said, so I can I hang on to your load until tomorrow so that the person that repowers it, I can say, hey, I've got this other load. Try to sweeten the deal. None of this was my responsibility. But it was the right thing to do. And so... I covered the load that we were broke down on. I covered the load after that. Fortunately, I couldn't cover the third one. I tried. um, But, you know, I had him booked up through <clears throat> Wednesday. But so, I had to I had to tear it all down, you know? So, Chris, I
1: got a, I got a question for you. hmm Why does Landstar like BCOs more than they like agents? Why would they allow you to pick up a load and within 10 miles break down with your truck on fire? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same argument, right? That's where I need to do something about that. You know, you're 10 miles away from the ship and you broke down. Why'd you even take the load if you knew that was going to happen? You know?
0: Yeah. You know, it's just, I mean, and, I've, and I've, told, I've had experience. I mean, listen, I want y'all to think about something. We have 10 trucks in the system. Okay. I mean, we book 50, 60 loads a week. Wouldn't you think, wouldn't it stand a reason? that we would have 10 times the number of problems that we see posted on Facebook in the Landstar Facebook groups? Shouldn't we have, mm-hmm. if, if though, if, if somebody needs to fix Landstar or JB Hunt or U S express or whoever it is, right? Somebody has got to fix the carrier because the carrier sucks. Why don't I have 10 times those problems yet? I don't You ever think of that, you know, <clears throat> maybe, maybe the problem is you don't understand how the system works. Maybe you don't understand how the market works. Maybe you need more context and you need more understanding and you need more education to understand uh, what, what's happening around you so that you're not just going, well, I want somebody fix this for me. Nobody's going to fix it for you. It's not going to happen. I don't understand this comment. How are guys like yourself not able to make it if their average rate per mile is $3? Well, there must be something. Lonnie, you're going to have to repost that because I don't understand your question. Steve, from the day I sent my registration to Landstar, how many days till I get a response from Landstar? (laughs) Will it be by phone or email? It will be email, okay? And you better stay on top of that email. Um, uh, listen, we call it the gauntlet for yeah. a reason. Um, it's a four to six week process to get qualified. If but you don't, if you
1: don't, you know, let things sit. Yeah. It can be longer than that. If you, if you don't respond, um, Steve, you, you from, from your original time you submitted the, the, um, the online application, you should, if you ha- I would, I would give recruiting a call if it's been more than two or three or four days. Um, Just call, call Rockford, uh, recruiting and just, just check on it and make, did you get a response back that they, that they, uh, uh, um, received your application? Uh, that's my first question. And if so, just give them a call after two or three days and just say, Hey, I'm just checking on things. I haven't heard from you. Yeah. And I applied. So that's be my next step is that. So
0: let me, let me go back to Amigo here on TikTok. So why assign a load to a truck? and then cancel while you're 10 miles away from the shipper? What if the product wasn't ready? What if the shipper's building burned down? What if the customer just changed their mind? What if if the person that ordered the product from that shipper called and said, hey, we don't need to ship it next week? You think it matters that you're 10 miles away? It doesn't. I've had loads cancel while we're at the shipper. You know what that's called? Truck ordered, not used. I fill out a Landstar bill of lading with a truck ordered, not used. I scan it in like I would any other load. And sometime in the next six years, we'll get paid for it. Um, it's it, it's not for you. It's Google account by JQL. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's a direct shipper load, an indirect load. You are the service provider, Okay. I used to do satellite installs like 20 years ago, satellite direct TV. Okay, well, I mean, I could be out and they would call me and say the customer canceled. Okay, let me go on to the next thing. I, I don't know why truck drivers think that they're entitled to just because you got a freight bill. It, it, the, the freight bill is an indication that a transaction somewhere took place all the way down to the consumer level. I mean, when I go into Walmart and I pick the body wash up off the shelf, okay, and enough people do that, they need to order more, and all of these signals go back from the consumer level all the way back up through the chain, and somebody orders something. But people are capable of making a mistake. I've I've gone, it's happened, I don't know, three times since 2014 that I've been here that we got there and somebody at the shipper screwed up and – They already shipped the load on another truck. Sorry, man. Here's your truck order not used. It's 150 bucks. Move on with your life. It's you do not you, you do not deserve anything except that which you have increased value for someone else. You have done something to make someone else's life better. You have solved someone's problem. And you get compensated for that. But when you go into business and you buy a truck, you're not owed anything. You have to go out and work for it. You have to go out and build relationships and talk to people and network. I mean, hell, I've got probably 10 agent phone numbers memorized, you know, that if I see a truck's going to a certain area, I'll be like, hey, Uh, hey, I got a guy delivering close to you on Tuesday. Will you let me know if you have a load? Sure. And they either will or they won't. It happened last weekend where I have a shipper who we, we do loads for her all the time, right? And I had three trucks and I called her and I said, hey, I got three trucks, which normally is not a problem. And I even took the loads that were going that direction because I knew I had her to call on. Guess what? You know how many loads they had? Zero. Can't do nothing about it except move on, get on the board, start searching for a load, find somebody else that needs a problem solved and go solve it. Drone trucker. I lasted with Landstar for three years. I quit too many rules. I mean listen I I kind of don't get that in a way because at Landstar all you have to do is stay safe and compliant and they don't care what you do. And and oh by the way those rules are
1: are are written out in great detail in a 62-page document that you signed when you came to Landstar that nobody read. So them. the rules you knew about up front uh the fact that you didn't read them or you didn't want to do it after 3 years is and again, what we we're not in the business of defending Landstar. I mean, I could care less if you come to Landstar, or stay at Landstar and never come to Landstar. It's just where we are. Hey, we talk about it because that's where we're to defending them. Won't you, tell, any, any
0: won't you tell them about the Larry Long special you delivered the other day? That's a good one. <laughs> I gotta think about it. I've
1: <laughs> had a few this week. The trailer. Um so we're wanting that we're running I bought a fifty three foot flatbed and <laughs> so one day. Good. Want to get it on the system. Okay. Now I'm a Landstar approved
0: driver. I'm, I'm a CDL holder. Have been since 2008. And you have 11, uh, 11 pieces of equipment in the system, right? 11, 11. That's correct. 10 trucks. In the, and in the so
1: um, I'm putting on this new trailer uh, in the system, trying to get it in the, into the Landstar system. And uh, you know, and I know the drill we've put on lots of trucks here. So, I mean, I had all my paperwork in, in line and, I submitted all my paperwork and and I did this on the way to the airport um, to go to Reno. I want to get it all in there so it'd be working while I'm gone. So I get a phone call at the airport from the young lady. Well, i have to have no idea. As if you didn't have her. enough
0: to deal with at that point. <laughs> exactly, exactly.
1: I, I'm literally standing in line at, dealing with this shit, and she's calling me on the phone. And because uh, I, I saw it was rock, so I thought, well, I better answer because it might be safety, you know. So yeah. I. And she's like, we just want you to know, we get all your paperwork. Everything is in line. Everything looks great. No problem. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll you know, we'll, we'll get it submitted. So um, the next day when I'm dealing with trying to get a rental car and get the hell back out of there, she calls me and says, hey, we just want you to know we submitted your, uh, your, your thing to Jacksonville for review. Everything's fine. No problem. So I get home, okay, <clears throat> and uh, I think it was the next day. I think it was, this would have been probably Friday. Um Thursday or Friday, yeah. I can't remember all the dates are going, going together so I get the call back from this same this same lady and she goes well we got a problem <laughs> I thought well yeah figured that <laughs> and she goes we can't let you put this uh, trailer on because you don't you don't have a secu- you, you've not been to securement class you don't have a uh, you know a rating and and I'm like well let me start out with this okay because I, I always have to you know y'all talk about Landstar well every time I deal with Landstar I have to remind them that I'm a fleet owner uh, because I guess we're rare. There's not very many of us and they're used to dealing with guys like Amigo. Okay. And so, um, they, uh, they know, they don't know how to handle uh, a fleet owner. So, so they're like, you can't, you can't put the trailer on. You don't have, you got to go secure my class first. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, you don't know what I've been through for the last three days. It's not a good day for you to be doing this. All right. I said, so let me start out with this. Okay. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fleet owner. Okay. I've got 10 trucks in the system right now had I just had had 11s recently and I said I'm 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 not the driver of it I don't even drive anymore and well, a you step put what?
0: yourself down as the as the driver and a step deck like, you have a you literally have a step deck in
1: the system oh yeah have a step deck and so I, and I'm like you know again there's no place on this paperwork to to to, to be a, a fleet you have to put a truck number down there and your name down there well I just put the truck number down there that that I have to, I happen to be associated with because we have to do that so that we got workers' comp insurance on you. So I have to be Chris, and I both have to be assigned to a truck even though we don't drive. Yeah, that's one of Landstar's rules, by the way. But it's also in that lease agreement, by the way. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm like, let me just explain to you, okay? I'm, I'm not driving the truck. I'm, I'm not going to be the driver. The driver this has been a security class. Matter of fact, he's pulling a step deck right now. And she would not let me, she would not let me explain it to her. And I finally, I said, look, I said, I, you, you've chosen the wrong day, okay? <laughs> let me explain something to you. And I proceeded to tell her how Landstar needs to, you know, deal with this. And uh, when I got done, it was probably not <clears throat> two minutes. And I got a call back. She goes, it's all fine now. You're, <laughs> it, it, you have a nice day. Like, so, but every once in a while, you have to just... Uh, you know, you have to let them know, you know, so.
0: Well, they, and then the two weeks ago, they tried to cancel the whole fleet, <laughs> you know, because one of our guys completed the program, bought his truck Seth, to become an, a Seth, BCO. Uh,
1: Seth is a BCO now. So he took his truck and, and, uh, and took it straight on to Landstar and took it out of our fleet. Well, they had to take his truck out of our fleet. Okay. Well, again, the assumption was that that's my truck and I'm the driver and, and we're going to cancel Blue Ribbon Logistics. <laughs> I'm like, I'd, I'd prefer you not do that. I've got 10 other guys here who'd like to keep their job, you know. Uh oh, you so you're a fleet. Yeah, I'm a fleet. You know, we don't have there's no designation at Landstar. You know, there's 10,000 owner operators, probably, a, I don't know, 30, 40 fleets, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. And fleet being anything, anybody with more than one truck, you know. Um, so every time we deal with Landstar, we have to explain that, you know, that it's not a one truck operation. It's 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 funny in a way, but it's also aggravating after all this time. And then these events like this, I was going to be in Reno for BCO days. That's where you air these grievances, you know. And and of course, I'm really I'm I'm, I'm really good at doing that. I
0: I sent a list like (laughs) pinned to his lapel, a list of all these things, you know, Uh, and and none of it got done because he never made it, you know. But guys, guys, when I was at, I was telling one of our drivers this today. When I was at Schneider in 2007, six, six, 2006, my daughter, my 17 year old daughter was six months old and I went to Schneider and of course I've got a new baby that flips a switch in your head, you know, makes you like start to think about being a responsible human being. Mm -hmm. And I went to their, their orientation in Charlotte. And they had this, usually orientation is like root canals. You know, it's just terrible. But they had this, this this old boy was awesome. And he had a great big sign pointed out with a dot matrix printer that said, no war stories. And if some truck driver would start telling a war story, he'd he pointed the picture. No, 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 no war stories. Yeah. But he told us in that, he said, listen, there's a micro on the Qualcomm, micro 18, Schneider people testify. Okay. Micro 18. And all it did was it said, I'm going to be here at this time with this many hours. This is my projected time of availability. This is my ETA. And these are the number of hours that I used yesterday, the day before, and the day before. No e-logs, none of that stuff. He said, if you guys will just fill this out accurately, you won't have a problem. And I thought, fuck, I'll take that to the bank. Right? So I'm, I'm a trip planner. Right? Always been a trip planner. So I would put this thing in and they just kept, I just kept rolling. Right. My fleet manager went on vacation for a week and I thought, Oh, I'm screwed. I'm going to run a thousand miles next week. I had the biggest week while he was gone, you know, in the first six or eight weeks that I was there, biggest week while he was gone, he came back and I said, man, I don't know what you did, but uh, man, while you were gone, I was, I was kicking ass. He said, dude, did you have anything to do with me. He said, you do your micro 18s and you do them correctly. And the system rewards you because it's all algorithm-based, okay? So when you're dealing with these big companies, you have cubicle land, okay? And these people in these cubicles, it's it's like this foreign country, right? And they've, they've got their little country in their cubicle, right? And they don't let anybody in. They don't care what happens outside of their cubicle, what's in their cubicle. If it happens there, it's great. But if it's not, they don't give a shit. Okay, that's cubicle land. If it land. doesn't belong in their cubicle, they don't care about it. They don't. They couldn't Believe care less. Me, and you can't it. beg them to yeah. care, right? And yeah, well, yeah. listen, I, I talked to I talked to Sue over in the other department, and she said, "What? Well, she don't care. What? She couldn't care less, right?" Yeah. Now, one thing I can credit Landstar with, and I, I'm being a smart ass, I've thought about so many times, just going onto the Facebook pages and saying, putting the Jacksonville phone number. Y'all realize you if you need have a question about a permit. You can literally call the permit department and Landstar pays someone a salary and benefits and a 401k. And they literally pay them to answer the phone and answer your questions about permits. But you'll put the you won't call Jacksonville. You'll put the shit on Facebook where somebody will lie to you. At best, they'll just give you wrong information from where somebody lied to them. Yeah. When you could just call yeah, you're, getting, you're getting an opinion there as opposed to the actual. You yeah. could just call permits. <clears throat> you could call equipment compliance. You could call, call operator compliance. You could call customer service. You could call BCO advisors. And they'll answer your questions. But no, yeah, I'm going to type it on Facebook and have somebody lie to me about it. It's the damnedest thing I've ever seen. Now, it may take you a while to find the right department.
1: I can, well, you know, yeah. it, it, you may bounce around a couple of times, but you'll get there, so. But it's just a... Phase shutter. Can I buy a truck, lease it on Landstar, and let you guys operate it? Well, you probably could, but we probably won't. So,
0: We're just... You got to understand, okay? We're very selective about the people that we do business with, okay? I mean, the crazy thing is the entrepreneurial people... See what we do, and it's like crystal clear. They're like, Oh my god, this makes sense! Oh my gosh, I could do this and do that, and they could, um, they could, uh, you know, they see the opportunity, right? Truck drivers, we have a little more difficulty getting them to understand the opportunity, and so it's three to one people that have trucks that under kind of understand, and they're like, Oh gosh, what a great a great model and a great program and, and 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 they know how to lower expenses and they know how to raise revenue. They know how to run a business, right? So, you know, I'm not, it's, it's not, no, it's probably, no, <laughs> you know, it's, it's probably, no, but we've told, <clears> we've <throat> literally told drivers, no. I mean, think about that. We, we have, we, someone will fill out an application and we'll do an interview with them and we'll be like, Bro, this ain't for you. You shouldn't do
1: this. We we tell more no than we tell yes. Yeah. I mean, um, and we're, we're not full. We've got a couple of trucks that are open, but we we know we know from from experience it's not worth doing if you're not fit for the program. It's just a waste of everybody's time. And the same way with truck owners, we're more selective about truck owners than our drivers because that's a really, really, really difficult relationship. And if you're if and if you're buying a truck as an investment, and you don't really have a lot of history in the, in the industry, it's hard for you to understand things. I, I know Josh is watching right now because he just posted, you know, Joshua is a, is a multiple truck owner with us. And, um, he, he's not a driver as you know, he's got a little history with his family in, in the, in the business, but he's learning right now, you know, this, all, you know, roses and, you know, and, and, and champagne, you know, there it's, <laughs> that truck that burnt down this week is his truck. So um you know it's uh it, it takes a special person to understand what we're doing here and it's a long game you know and yeah we we don't we don't like to we don't advertise for truck owners we don't encourage truck owners because we don't we do not take investors you know um our, our program started i started the program of doing these trucks because i kept seeing all these landstar fleet owners that couldn't keep drivers mm-hmm. and we had excess drivers and then i needed more trucks and so i was i just had the idea well let me take a a, a a BCO that has a second truck that's paid for and weeds are growing all around it and we'll use it and we'll put a driver in it and it'll help everybody so win 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 you know well now we've got people that because of the podcast that want to go buy a truck and bring it here as an investment and we really 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 don't do that so we tried a couple times didn't work and um so we don't you know it, I don't mean to discourage you you may have the best you may be the best person and and the truck might be the best thing, but but in general, I don't like to encourage that because, listen, we get four or five emails every day,
0: uh, wanting to do what you want to do, and mm-hmm. we can
1: we don't even return them. I, mean, I just can't do it. It's just not working. So.
0: Um, Carl Carl Cure on TikTok says just accepted a position as a VP Safety at Forward Air. Congratulations! Um, that's probably a job that I would not want. Um. <laughs> and I we had, I had this I had this safety girl at ATS when I was with Anderson. She was awesome. Um she'd call me to, the, you know, call me to the carpet when I needed it occasionally, but we had a good relationship. Well, I had a fifth I was at a customer in New York. And I was pulling out from their driveway out into the road and my trailer disconnected from my truck. And which, you know, that's a scary, you know, feeling. So are I, you blaming the trailer on this or the truck on this no, or I'll, the driver well, on this? Well, I'll tell you, no, it was it was it was the fifth wheel. We had to replace the fifth wheel. Oh, okay. Um, and right. so so I'm like, oh my god, what the hell happened? So I th- I thrash around, I get the thing hooked back up, and I back it in to the shipper, and I tug test it and tug test it and check, and I'm like, okay, well, I mean, you know, it's it, I don't know, it's a fluke, you know. So I called the maintenance people. And I said, I don't, I don't know, man. I've never in my all of my career, I've never had a fifth wheel come unhooked like that. And that's scary, you know, to think about driving down the road. I was in upstate New York somewhere, and I was about five miles from a TA. And they said, uh, they said, "Well, take it over the TA." I said, "What part of fifth wheel disconnected? Did you not understand?" Mm -hmm. They said, "Well, we're not sending a road call over there for that. You, you know, is it, is it?" Is it disconnecting again? And I'm like, no. And I tug-tested, tug-tested, tug-tested. No, it's not coming disconnected. And they said, well, go to the TA. So I crawled like 25 miles an hour, you know, because I was just terrified that this thing was going to disconnect again. And it did when I got to the TA. I pulled around the fuel mm. island and pulled up beside the shop, and kaboom, and that son of a bitch disconnected again. And I'm like, okay, not a fluke. Something's seriously wrong with this fifth wheel. Right. So... Of course, I, I'm sure you can probably tell me what TA told me. We don't work on fifth wheels. <laughs> we don't fix fifth, fifth wheels. So I had L- so, liability. So you know, but but, the,
1: but your safety guy didn't didn't think it was a liability right. issue for you to drive five miles,
0: right? So well, well that's coming. So I um I secured the trailer, and there was a shop literally down the street, and I bobtail over there. They put a rebuild kit in it. I went back over, hooked to the trailer, disconnected again, and I'm like screw it, we're putting a whole new plate. So I went back over there, replaced the whole fifth wheel. So now we're good. So I don't know, It's a couple of days or a week or so later and I'm just chatting with the safety girl about something. And she's like, oh, how's your, how's you been going? And I said, well, I had a fifth wheel disconnect. That was kind of scary. And I'm not even thinking and I tell her this story and she goes, full stop. You told them, you told these morons that you had a fifth wheel disconnect and they told you to drive it to the truck stop? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, and you did? Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 I sure did. She's like, what the hell is wrong with you? Have you lost your? I mean, she lit my ass up. And then she wanted the name and phone number of every. So I guess she must have walked downstairs to the maintenance department and just cleaned the house because she yeah. was, she was hot um, <clears throat> with good reason. So, Carl, uh, brother, I wish you the best of luck because uh, yeah. I can't, listen, can you imagine? I would need medication if I was in safety, I, well, you know, Carl, if you
1: don't mind, tell us what your background is when you, on this deal, when you get a chance. Um, uh, over on, uh, YouTube, um, got one I want to talk about, Chris, Lonnie Norris. Yeah. So the failure rate at Lancer is huge. Why are they failing if you're able to get $3 per mile like you guys average? Well, there's a couple of reasons to that. Number one, everybody's not getting $3 a mile because everybody's not as good as us. Okay. Uh, so I don't know what the, what the other people who are failing, uh, are getting, but let me give you, let me give you a little, a little history lesson here. Uh, I've got the best dispatcher, the best fleet manager, the best load planner in the country, in the world, actually. Now he has a belt to prove that, um, he had two customers, dispatch customers last year that he put over $500,000 worth of freight in each of those trucks. Neither of those people are currently, well, one of them just started back, yeah. but both of those guys went out of business at Landstar. So it's not, it's not what the, it's not the rate per mile. That's, that's what this whole program is about. Mm-hmm. It, it's, if you, you can take in all the money that you can take in, but if you don't hold on to it, what, what good is it? Handling money doesn't, doesn't give you success. Keeping money does. And so I don't, I mean, the, the people that fail at Landstar typically uh, are horrible business people. Uh, um, uh, Amigo is a good example. How they don't understand the market, don't understand that they serve a customer, and Landstar doesn't owe them shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's usually the, a, a big player into this into this uh, failure rate. And the other thing is they're just not they. You know, I tell you, I I say this all the time. Most people do not need to come to Landstar because they're not mature enough in business to do it. No, nope. you know, they think they're going to come to because they all they don't even have the 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 description right. I work for Landstar. Well, no, you don't you know, um, that you don't under, you don't, you don't understand the relationship when, when you start. So how in the world are you going to make it when you get here? You know, um, people will buy a truck just to come to Landstar. How big a mistake could that possibly be? I'm going to go buy a truck to bring it to Landstar. So I've got no experience as an owner operator and I'm going to go to Landstar where there is no support system whatsoever by design, not a negative by design. So, I mean, it's, 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 they're, they're failed from the beginning and that's the whole purpose of this program is that we can't help everybody. We can't even help some people. We can help a few people, but if we can help a few people avoid making those mistakes, then it's all worth it, you know, for us to do it. But, uh, it has nothing to do with the rate per mile. It has zero to do with the rate per mile actually. So.
0: I, I mean, I, I was at Landstar three years and I failed. <clears throat> right. And, I, and, my, and my numbers were awesome. You know, my revenue numbers were, were fantastic. Um, somebody asked in TikTok, you know, I'll put my glasses back on so I can see what the hell I'm reading. Uh, other than salary, do you have a goal for your expenses and fuel at or below as a percent of truck gross? We do. Um, and, and we'll get into that in a second. But I didn't fail as an owner-operator because I couldn't book loads. I didn't fail because I couldn't drive a truck. I'm excellent truck driver. I can put a truck anywhere you want one to be, okay? Uh, there's, there's nowhere that I can't, uh, when it comes to operating a truck, nothing I can't do, okay? um. But running a business, and for whatever reason, th- there's a psychological thing in this industry. If you were going... To open, a friend of mine owns a thrift shop, you know, sells used clothes and stuff. Um, Like, I would think that if you had to go rent the building and find the inventory and do the payroll and all the stuff that it takes to run that, there would be a a different switch that flips in your head. But for truck drivers, it's like, oh, I can drive a truck. I can be an owner-operator. No. You have to run a business. And a business is run the way we run one, but that's why we're lunatics for TikTok. It's why it says lunatics on the page. It says it right on the screen. We're called lunatics because we run a trucking business the way anybody else in any other industry would run a business, but we don't do it how trucking does it because trucking, this industry will lie to you. It will will try to convince you to do things that are not beneficial to you as the business owner. That's great for the banks and the carriers and the trucking companies and the and the uh, the OEMs and all that stuff. is great for them, but sucks for you. Puts you out of business. So that's, I mean, and and so, you know, we know that we want to have our goal is a 15% deadhead. Now it's been 20% this year because we've had to go further to find those loads than <clears> we'd like to. But Larry can tell you probably off the top of his head, what our fuel as a percentage of revenue is and what our, driver costs is a percentage of revenue and what our maintenance is as a percentage of revenue because he inputs the numbers every single week. And it's those habits that make the difference. Um, (laughs) I had some fun with our drivers because we had the entire fleet in West Virginia for the event and we brought everybody in every driver was in the room. And I said, Hey, everybody go ahead and open up your spreadsheets. And they all just looked at me like I had three heads. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, Well, uh, you know, and I told him on day one, if you want to be in business, you're going to have to learn how to create the habits of entering every load and writing things down, you know? And every single one of them looked at me like, um, yeah, about that. Yeah. About that.
1: Well, Lonnie, um. Your follow-up there. If you're buying this truck to come to Lancer and you have no prior business experience, I cannot stress to you any stronger than 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 to not do that. Uh, that would be a mistake. So, um, I'm just being honest with you. Okay? It's, it's hard. So,
0: it's worth it, it. It. Yeah, but it's but, hard. But
1: if you if you don't have you do first of all looking for a good company that's a little trigger for me right there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause what makes it a good company? You know, is it, uh, Amigo's deal, not letting him, uh, a get canceled on him and, and, and taking care of him. If that's what you're looking for, you're coming to the wrong place. It's a good company because the opportunity is there and there's no, there's no ceiling. There's no advantage that I have over you. There's no restriction to what you can do there, but it's all about you. And if you don't have the ability, to take advantage of the opportunity, you will fail. And if you're buying a truck for the first time and you're coming to Landstar
0: and it's your first experience in business, you will fail. I'm sorry, but you will. Because Lord knows the Landstar orientation doesn't do anything to prepare you. <laughs> oh, God, Almighty, yeah. What was that Seth was talking about? Um, like they had a guy. Well, he, he had
1: to go to orientation and – and uh, there was something they didn't even mention. What, what, what was it? He he, called us and asked us about it. Um, it it, um, it it was something that was, well, maybe it was when they when they get the settlements or something, or it was something very basic
0: in, to to being in business. Uh, okay, they, they didn't get, even cover it. Hire, a, um, so the guys never never driven a truck or owned a truck, but Dad. Oh, Gump, this is the presenter. Yeah, but Dad Gum, he's teaching everyone how to operate their business. Never yeah. covered ifta. Okay, never covered right. IFTA or fuel purchasing. Right. Well, which I guess thing. is a good thing, given the That's information would have been thing. inaccurate. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he said he asked the lady sitting next to her if they'd cover that stuff in the first day. She said no, and said they never went over any of the apps either, just how to navigate Landstar Online from a desktop. He had to show her and a couple of other people how to scan their paperwork through TransFlow and how to find fuel on Landstar One. So a guy that came through our program
1: n- knew more about how to work? How to how to teach the Landstar system to people? With orientation the Landstar orientation presenter did so that tells you anything. So yeah. listen, we, we everybody thinks that we that we're, we rep, we do not represent Landstar. You know, Landstar has 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 lots of faults, lots of problems. I mean, my God, we could talk about them all night. But in spite of all that, it's still the best opportunity that I can find in business and trucking for us to run a business the way we want to run a business, you know, without the ceiling, without mm-hmm. the restrictions. I mean, yes, I have to explain to them every time I talk to them that I'm a fleet, but again, the, 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 rewards are way more than worth the trouble, but, um, I don't have to depend. We don't depend on them, uh, for our survival. You know, we survive in spite of them. We survive because of the things that they allow us to do. You know, we survive because we solve our own problems, you know, and, um, and we don't need anybody else's help. We just need you to get, we need the rule book and we need you to get the hell out of the way and let us go to work. That's all we need. And Lance Hart does that. I mean, but to guys like Amigo, that's not enough. They need the rule book. Well, they're not going to read it anyway. <laughs> they need to get out of the hell of the way, but they don't. Now I need you to come back and help me because this agent has fucked me over because he canceled my loan. I was just 10 minutes away from it. I mean, you're never going to make it at Landstar if that's what you need. Never.
0: Never. Do we govern our trucks in order to achieve good MPGs? No.
1: No. Um, if we have to govern our trucks, we've got the wrong guys behind the wheel. We're teaching people how to be in business and stay in business. Governing the trucks doesn't teach them to stay in business. It, it makes them comply to your idea of business, but it doesn't teach them a damn thing. So no, we do not do that. We teach them to get good fuel mileage because they want to attain it. And we have this little peer pressure thing we do every Sunday where we post all the, all the fuel mileage. And if you look on there and you're the last guy, maybe you don't feel so good about yourself this week and you try a little harder. And now we have people that are driving trucks that were drivers before were getting substandard and these drivers are getting above standard and nothing was done to the truck. So we, that, that would not happen if we governed the trucks of be there'd be no educational value in that. No, there's no motivation in that. You know, it, it, it almost going back to my union argument. Doesn't matter what you do. Everybody does the same thing. And that's not what we're looking for here we're looking for critical thinking teaching you how to do the things not forcing you to do the things
0: uh, so well, the room got quiet well i'm i got a driver texting me um, oh, okay i'll delete that later um uh what steve what is your process to find a part for the truck OEM numbers for that part. Well, I have well, a good I call
1: dealership. <laughs> I take that.
0: Um, well, I have a good relationship with uh the parts manager at our local freightliner dealer. I can text him if I need to. Um, our Detroit shop here, um, they're connected to a Freightliner dealership. Those guys are my go to and they're really, really good. Shop's useless, but the parts guys are are really sharp. Um, I called yesterday on the front of a Detroit Series 60, there's these covers. Uh, they're like accessory drive covers. And and we had a leak, somebody put RTV. And I'm like, I wonder if there's a gasket that goes for that. And so I called Steve and I'm like, hey, you know those plates? Is there a is there a gasket? He goes, Oh yeah, it's a it's an 02983 150. You know, he just rattled off the part number. I'm like, I need two of those, please. You know. Um the, the the there's nothing better than a goods parts guy and there's nothing worse than a bad one. Holy crap! Yeah. And that local Freightliner dealer just had a guy like a f- almost forty year parts guy just retired. I mean, I'm I'm waiting for the ceiling to collapse in on that place. You know, because he's the guy that you could just call and he just he could just rattle it off. You know. Um. So. with with them everything starts with a VIN number right but but really where it starts with is relationship because there are some dealers you can call and they'll you know I can say listen man I'm I'm in a pickle here I'm trying to find this part they don't have it in stock will you give me the part number and I'll google it some will some won't you know I get the well we don't give out part numbers okay well fuck you man you know uh, but usually i can find somebody that will you know if they literally don't have it in stock i'm like guys I'm, I'm sitting on the side of the road okay i need i gotta find a part you know can you give me a part number can you do the dealer lookup? tell me the dealer that does have it i'll call them and have it ship them overnight you know um uh yesterday or when i went to pick up the truck that burned and it, it didn't burn i mean it wires burn we're <laughs> Dude, gonna we're gonna put that together wires burn up yeah yeah just, it didn't, it didn't burn the truck didn't there
1: burn was, there was fire coming out from under the hood but it was just some <laughs> yeah warning,
0: so. fixable anyway yeah. um i had yeah, this yeah. other truck that i'm trying to get ready for this driver because now he doesn't have a truck it runs but i had a leak on the input seal for uh the uh the power steering box and um so sean uh, Chris's guy had found me one, but they weren't going to have it till Tuesday. And I'm like, well, I I need this sooner than that. So first I called Fight a freightliner because I was going to be driving right by them. They were useless. And I said, Well, because it's Columbus, Ohio. I'm thinking, God, there's there's shops all over the place. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I don't know anybody. So I just start going to Google and I start calling. I well, finally got a fleet pride. And he says, Well, we've got a supplier here in Westerville. Let me call them. Um, so he called them they had this this kind of master kit for this for this thing it had a bunch of stuff that i didn't need but it did have the two seals that i need it was 90 bucks and um and he told me this place power steering specialist i think he's like dude these people have forgotten more than rest of us will ever know so write that down columbus ohio power steering set specialist and so i swung by there on my way to get the truck i picked up the part from fleet pride I put it in today, and I guess I'll find out here about an hour if it worked. Um, <clears throat> if he's still got power steering fluid when he gets where he's going, we'll know that it
1: worked. But the biggest thing is just not not let depend on the dealership to find it for you. That's the big thing because it, that they won't number one, and uh, and and they're not going to be near as persistent as you're going to be because you need it. They don't. They they go home at five o'clock. They care less. So like Chris says, you know, find the part number. And, um, and then just do the work yourself and don't take no for an answer. And do not believe national back order. That's a, that's a cop out. It's bullshit. I can't tell you how many parts we found in 10 minutes that were on national back order because we don't allow them to do the research for us. So. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Chris, Seth Matthews, Matthews on here. And, uh, he's one of our former mentoring clients and he's just finished his first year at Landstar.
0: Well, congratulations, Seth. Um, I knew you'd be all right. You're a good guy. David McDuffie. I'm a BCO with Landstar. We'd like to know more about Blue Ribbon. Uh, BlueRibbonLogistics.com. There's a tab for BCO mentoring. You can go read about that. We do have mentoring services that we offer uh, that can help kind of flatten the curve for you. Um, So go check out BlueRibbonLogistics.com. All the information is there. And we're on episode 177. So... You ain't got nothing else to do but drive and listen to us. Um, you know we got a TikTok page where you know I'm I'm you know when I do something to a truck I post a video of it. Um, but all of our principles are lined out in previous episodes going back to forty nine. So from forty nine to one seventy six, uh, I'm sure there's lots of information in there that can help you.
1: And if your operator number starts with a zero,
0: you've been there for a long time. That must be a misprint. <clears throat> yeah. Um, <laughs> strong work, thi- work ethic is on national back order. <laughs> <laughs> so think. it's common sense and critical thinking, by the yeah. way. Well, what's that thing? Common sense and deodorant are the same. The people that need them the most use them the least.
1: Use them the least. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, well, uh, there's... The there's
1: best. R- I buy the truck, you get the driver, and we split it. Well... Theoretically, but no.
0: Yeah, we've already talked about that. We're very selective with people that we bring in as partners. Uh, there's a ray of them. There's a ray of sunshine in our in our comment section. Amber Cunningham. I see that uh, Richie's Richie better half. I
1: still cannot figure out what Richie has done to convince her to marry him. I I, I don't know what drugs that he used,
0: <laughs> but I sure like to know. So. Um. Yeah. So David, check us out on 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 uh, uh, yeah on the website, I and mean, there's a form you can fill out. And, uh, oh, there he is. There Richie Matthews. I see him. He was being quiet. Um, Where is he? I don't see him. He just commented. Oh, there he is. Too.
1: There he is. Oh damn, I missed a whole lot of comments there. I'm way. Well, back.
0: Amber's Amber's going back and forth with it. Oh, I saying. see.
1: Amber's using up all the bandwidth right, right. now. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, and women. That's what they do.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, watch out. Watch out there. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, let's see. Steve, it was really good meeting you, by the way, at the event. I uh, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was our first international guest, you know, come all the way. Wow, oh, David,
1: that's really your, wow, you have been there for a long time. Well, shoot, we might have to learn from you. You might not, we might have to, you might have to teach us a thing or two. So, well, thanks for listening and watching or whatever you're doing. And uh, we look forward to talking to you. Sure.
0: Um, whew, I see. I ain't got any more comments over here? I don't see any. Well, it's 9 30. Yeah. And I'm I'm running on about a half a day. I know you're wore out. God, I and, am. Uh, That's, that sun baked my ass for five hours. God almighty, it was hot. I know. Well, let me check the tracker and see if that truck's still running. It is. All right. He made it to his destination so, so he's like,
1: Looks like Barb's going to need some advice from yeah, me here. I saw
0: that. Listen, he's out of the warranty period. He made it to the end of the driveway and past 30 minutes. So the warranty is expired um and he made it <laughs> He made it like 150 miles and nothing blew up. Yeah, so Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he needs oh, a, a blue drink.
1: No, Amber, he does not need a blue drink. All right. <laughs> wait a minute. You're, she's me. an enabler, you know that? she is
0: and a uh, and a uh
1: what's the other word i want to use uh,
0: instigator that's the word uh, yeah use. definitely an enabler there's no doubt about that yeah yeah no doubt uh listen if i had a blue drink i, I wouldn't make it to the bed i'd just fall over right here so <laughs> if y'all don't know
1: at the event we did the podcast live from the event and amber was there and she was sort of running drinks back and forth and she kept bringing bringing Christie's. Blue drinks, and I won't say what the name of them is. On, I don't know why we we say it all the time, but anyway, they're big and they got fourteen different kinds of alcohol in them. And so I think and a splash of of Sprite do what and a splash of Sprite. (laughs) It's like six (laughs) six them, Chris's forehead was on the uh, microphone (laughs) like this. So yeah, um, and and then and that was on Friday night, and we had the event on Saturday and Sunday. And he was about half you know half strength the rest of the weekend.
0: Yeah. That was rough. Yeah. Well. All um, right, guys. Well, I'm gonna. gonna I think we ought to call today. So let me check. uh, We'll
1: be back to Friday night next week. Back to normal. Well,
0: let me check the calendar real quick. Cause, um, could we do? Oh, look at here.
1: Look at here. The video evidence is here. Amber, I went back and watched the live on the second drink, and he tapped on the table so he wanted it. That's not (laughs) on me. I knew that that would come out.
0: (laughs) Uh huh. Uh, looking at the calendar, could we do Saturday? Cause we have an away volleyball game on Friday. Uh, let me Kentucky. look at my
1: calendar. Let me look. Are we talking about next week?
0: Yeah. No, we can't. Well,
1: if that's, that's the ninth, right? Yeah. 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 I could do, I could do Saturday. Okay.
0: I think I we're going to do Saturday cause we've got a, a volleyball game in Kentucky and I know Karen's not going to drive herself over there. So,
1: all right. Well, I just moved it on my calendar to, okay. To Saturday. So you'll have to all make right. the announcement. So, Saturday next weekend. So, yeah. Well, don't forget our sponsor, Pittsburgh Power. Okay? Uh, Great repair shop. Great performance parts. Uh, Obviously, we are big proponents of the OPS oil purification system and the max mileage fuel catalyst. We also are stocking distributors of those products. So, go to our website, www.blueribbonlogistics.com, and then go to the store. And, uh, you put your order in and we'll direct ship to you. Or if you're coming through West Virginia, Chris will meet you and hand them to you. So, and there'll be no, uh, freight if you do it that way. So we appreciate you. And, uh, we'll, everybody have a great holiday tomorrow. Be safe. Don't do anything crazy. Like drinking blue drinks. Yeah. And, um, we will, uh, we'll see you in a week or so. Okay. So. Yep. <clears throat> we'll see y'all great. next week.